stretch out Think your skin can bring you so much pain Now I hear you say You got the best of both ways Won't you come and take a walk in my shoes All right, here we are, Shoe Geeks. We're back after an extended break. Very hard to lock these two podiatrists down. They uh, claim to be the two busiest podiatrists in the country, but uh, they've both been on holiday since, since we chatted last, so that's the reason that we haven't recorded. Um, we're here with, firstly, Tom. Now, you've sent a lot of emails to podcasts trying to get slots on just to talk about this 211 marathon you've run. We've finally got you on here. First chat. Well, firstly, congrats. Well done. Thank you. Big race. Nita, any words, any any congratulations you want to give the big fella? Look, I've always been a big Tom DeCanto fan. Uh, fan boy. I was a bit sad to see him not get his opportunity at Gold Coast the other year when they cancelled it. So, um, you know what, Julie? What's most interesting is that after he ran his 211, he's, he's actually decreased his commitments to some of the podiatry, like the SEPA stuff, because mm. he's going to put more time into his running for the next few months. So um, I'm interested to see what he does in the next marathon, actually. So um, I'm a big believer Tommy's one of those sub-210 guys waiting to happen. So, Well, he knows his value now. They've got him, mm. They got him cheap, and now he's run 211. They're going to need to pay a bit more to get him on their little boards, <laughs> committees, and... Oh, they don't. or whatever the guys you love call No, I don't think any of them realise what 211 is, what, what it really actually, actually looks like and what it takes to get there, I think. so. Well, we do, Nitta, and we have a big 211 man on here. So, everyone, we've probably got an extra 20 listeners this week because of this. So, <laughs> and Tom, then talk 20 listeners your just signed out because they saw you without a shirt on. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, mid-haircut I am. Halfway through, because Tom was late, so I said, oh, Bree, I've got a race tonight. Can you just make me look a little younger? And I reckon it worked. I look heaps younger. Look at that. <laughs> Although she's taken a lot of greys out. Yeah, I don't know. That's why it's shirt's off. Lots. Don't, yeah, okay. Tell us about your race, Tom. Uh, yeah, it's been a while now. I've had to try and remember. It's been, what, oh. it's been over <laughs> days. Yeah. So, um, no, it was, I mean... I've had a little bit of time to reflect on it, obviously. Um, no, I'm, ha- I'm happy. It was, it was kind of, I went there, I think I was telling you the day before, I wanted to go out with, um, there was four pace groups. So um, the, the final, the last pace group was going out at 2.11, 2.11.30 pace. Mm-hmm. Thought, okay, that's my opportunity. When am I going to get an opportunity like that? I thought I could run that time if I had a good day. But as you guys both know, I've had some pretty shit days in the marathon, like, like that Lake Deward day. Julian when I pulled out like 30k or something it wasn't a good day so yeah it was in, in when I finished it was probably more relief than um than elation just because I was happy to finally execute something that I thought I could could do um yeah so to 211.51 um it was pretty much pretty even I just had that sort of gradual um you know that marathon fatigue you get so it was just main, sure. maintaining relatively the effort got harder the pace was sort of maintained but it just got mm. it got to the point last the last 4k i was actually worried i was gonna have to um slow down because my calves it was it was my calves that were just really tightening up it was just like they were becoming rocks um mm. that's was fine but yeah the legs the legs were, were um yeah what, what let me down what but it was always there yeah. tommy Oh, sorry, Ned. What did you think about it, like, 10K? What did the pace feel like? Did you think you could pull it off that day uh, at 20? What was your halfway split? And, and and were there any sort of reservations about going out too hard? The first 10K, I was a little bit more nervous. I was, like, unsure whether I really should be in that pack and, you know, overthinking whether it felt easy enough. Um, and I also, yeah, but then pretty much after 10K, it felt fine. It felt good to halfway. It felt really good halfway, actually. So come halfway, um, I think halfway, I don't even know the halfway split, but I think I ran relatively even. So it would have been, yeah, I don't know, 65, 60, um, 65 yeah. high, maybe. Uh, or no, sorry, 60, yeah, 65 high, maybe. Um, after halfway, I felt, yeah, pretty good. So, yeah, I knew I was on for a good, a good day if nothing went wrong. Yeah. And, um, we 
had so basically how it played out was we had the pacemaker for 25k. So there was um, a guy leading a pack of about I don't know maybe like 40 40 of us. So a huge pack was ridiculous. I was just sitting in this in this pack mm. and you now what it feels like it feels like you're getting a free ride. I just felt like I was just all I had to do was sit in the pack. Didn't feel like I was really working that hard. Um, and then as the pacer pulled out a 25k, it was a little bit cagey, a little bit cat and mouse. Like no one really wanted. Mm. The pace there were a couple of guys that did want to keep pushing and so i still didn't really have to do any work till 30k so at 30k i was actually feeling really good at 30k and i was thinking mm. i'm up for the last 10k I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it home and um maybe go sub 211 but um i did like i did a couple of k sub three minute k is getting a bit Oof. over mm. and, um, and i was like Ooh, my my legs are getting a little bit sore here so then i was like okay that was yeah a little bit a little bit excited a little bit early so I, I dialed it back and another, a few guys caught me. Um, and I think I ran with another three or four guys till about like 38K. So mm-hmm. um, like, as, like, as you've probably heard, like Valencia is um, ridiculous, like just the depth. So that's what I had. That's what I had then. That's what I reckon helps. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. running with those guys. Yeah. yeah wow. And you didn't, yeah. um, you didn't decide to wear the Vaporfly 3 in the end. No, no, I went, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know whether, how much of it's in my head, but yeah, I, I ran in the, yeah. in the um, Vaporfly ones, the next, next percent one, um, just because I'd done, I'd done a half in the threes and they were fine, um, but I guess they still have a little bit of life, my last pair of, of ones, and I thought, mm. I've, done a, I've done a couple, I've done a marathon in them, I know they're good, mm. actually they might feel just slightly better for some reason. I raced in the ones, mm-hmm. but that's oh, wow. the last one though. So it's going to be either we'll get onto it, but like yeah, obviously either the threes or the um, when I do eventually get my hands on the fly three, I might give that a go. Mm-hmm. But I might race in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy, how does nutrition go on the day for you? Did you have to carry it, or did you pick bottles up? Um, so picked, yeah. I just pretty much use the uh, the race nutrition. Um, I took two gels with me, uh, carried two gels. Um, my dad was at one of the drink stations. Um, he did give me one gel. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is, I um, I probably out of the whole race had two, maybe two gels and a couple of sips of um, a bottle. Um, I just didn't feel yeah, my stomach. Even at the start of the race, my stomach felt a little bit. I don't know whether it was nerves, but it didn't feel good. It felt um, like a little bit stitchy, a little bit um, whatever. Mm. So, yeah, I didn't really – yeah, nutrition was pretty bad. Um, I don't know if that really affected the legs. I don't know whether that was just – I feel like it felt more like mechanical trauma, like with the, mm. the muscles becoming rock hard rather than a, um, a nutritional thing. So um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like with, with the amount of long runs I've done and the amount of training I've done with that um, – feeling like I require a lot of nutrition that I'm relatively mm-hmm. efficient. I don't burn through calories like too crazy. So uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't think that the fact that I didn't really take much on limited me, limited me too much, but I'm doing a Asaka. So I'm, I'm trying to, mm-hmm. I'm going pretty hard on um, training with nutrition now. So I can, if my stomach's feeling better, I can take on mm-hmm. points. This guy just burns fats, Julian. Just burns fats. He's so efficient. He's one of those um, physiological anomalies. Mm. Yeah. What was it you were giving me shit for about about that? Um, Everything. Like, oh, yeah, Training. About my my oh, weight. and your weight. Yeah. I'm talking about that. Um, <laughs> the fact that I've got such a slow metabolism that if I just eat whatever, doing 200k a week, I could still put on weight. You didn't do any what, bad diets leading to this one, Tommy. What's that? You didn't do any fad diets leading into this one at all? No, I don't do fad diets. Come on. I'm not a fad diet person. Just don't eat. Just, <laughs> just, don't just, <laughs> just under fuels the whole time. Uh, well, that's no, good. good Tommy. That's great, Tom. Well done. You got what you deserve. Mm. Mm. Thank you. That's good and you um, yeah, it was really nice to see you do that because it makes me feel like I'm only... 60 seconds or so behind the guy that ran 211. I was behind you at Sydney a minute. And then That's Brett right. ran 28. So, geez, hardcore mm. Sydney. 
<laughs> you went from 224 down to 224 down to 211 and Brett went from 223 down to or was he 24 as well all the way down to 28 how about that mm. yeah um, Tommy I have a question for you have they have they interviewed you on the main show inside running have you no. had an interview on the main show? No. no. Interesting. Pretty good runner for not interviewing um, a guy on the main show. You might have to uh, get onto that, Brady. Yeah. I actually had him lined up for shoe gigs, but I reckon someone cancelled at one point, and then that was it. I said, I'll, I'll take care of that interview over here. But I reckon we need a proper full-on one where we go through all the fueling stuff. Brady can call you out in person on that. Um, and then here, yeah, maybe a little bit more. He's done a bit. He's done a proper one with you, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just, oh, you, that tell me your tales. Does that tell me your tales, or was that? No, that was, no I think it was. It was on Inside Running. It was ages ago. Ah, there you go. Yep. Might be. Might be for episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Update. All right. Thanks, Nita, what we so what we got today is we got awards. We're going to do our awards mm. for 2023. So we have uh, four categories. We have best ratio of 2023, and it has to have dropped in 2023. Not like uh, like yeah. you guys getting prototypes or something. The shoe has to get released 2023. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So we got best ratio, best jogging shoe, biggest flop slash worst shoe. And also, what are you excited about in 2024? Uh, but before we get into that, let's just do a quick little recap of the last two months. Who has worn what? And a few quick comments on what you've been wearing. So let's start off, Nida, what you've been wearing the last two months. Uh, look, probably the biggest two changes I've, I've been wearing is uh, I have received two shoes, probably a similar category, to be honest. I First, got the on cloud eclipse. I know you were talking a bit about this, Julian. Oh, look, there's a classic rock in the base. It's a good example. Um, this is the big boy from um, from on, and look, it's the biggest shoe they have. It's probably a little bit higher off the ground than what the monster is. A little bit softer, very aggressive rocker in the forefoot. Um, slow daily trainer, but I've I've I found this shoe to be probably the most enjoyable one underneath the foot from on. But like you, Julian, like by the end of the run, the pods do compress a fair bit. Is is it probably isn't quite as good at the end of a long run. So zero to sixty minutes for this um, shoe. But look, it's still a move in the right direction from on. You can see the pods have been what do they call this? The double cloud tech, is that right? Um, yes. And yeah, and the helium foam is really nice underfoot. So the rocker is probably the most aggressive rocker out of all of the on shoes. So you definitely feel that forward that forward assistance, but um, that's been a, been an enjoyable shoe so far. Probably the other shoe that's probably a similar category is the Nova 4. You boys both have the Nova 4, don't you? Yep. Yeah. So um, look, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a nice upgrade for number three. Um, I, it's a bit heavier. Um, I'd say the upper is probably a little bit wider in the forefoot is that knitted upper, the midsole foam durometer, Look, apparently it's the same durometer, but it's not. It's got to be a slightly higher density foam. And if you look down on the shoe straight away, you can see this big, large convexity of the midsole um, through here. It means it doesn't bottom out. So it acts a bit probably uh, heavier and a little bit slower than the Nova 3 did, but it's better for a long time. Um, I actually think it's a really good up update from the ASICs. And I reckon probably from a daily trainer, I, I take it along as well. I've been shifting between this shoe and the Super Blast for longer runs as well. While the Super Blast is probably a better shoe to run a little bit faster in, I still probably, it's the next shoe that I go to for a long run actually at the moment. So it's between this and the Super Blast. So ASICs once again have just added another mileage shoe to their line, which is just, you know, really, really good. So they've been the two recent ones I've been wearing and they've both been really good, really good additions. Yeah, there's in store that Nova Blast. We got it on a lot of feet lately. It dropped December 7. So pretty late, um, and it the the geometry of the shoe they've somehow managed to use like a pretty traditional foam, like there's no mm. Pebo, there's none of the fun stuff really in it. But the way they've shaped it gives it the yep. the toe spring and makes the shoe dynamic, versus the Super yep. Blast, which uses a dynamic foam to get the uh, the excitement factor. 
that's see, the four foot blast plus, isn't it? It's the eco. Is that right? No, oh, mate. There's so many of mm-hmm. them. I, yeah, I, yeah. I honestly just starting to ignore the names being used, and I just go off how the shoe feels <laughs> and and the experience you get running it. But could you imagine yeah. the the Nova Blast, but with the turbo foam? The way that's shaped, that would be the shoe right there. Yeah. Uh, Probably. I, yeah. I reckon they're missing that because I, I the combination of the the geometry of the Nova uh, and the the fit and and then the Super Blast foam that would be that'd be the one for me. It might need a bit more. It might need a bit more four foot foam. I reckon just a touch more. I reckon because the turbo might bottom out a touch more. I think, but you never know. So the Super Blast works because it's a lot of stack underneath the foot as well. So mm. it makes it stiff. Because I, I actually the other shoe I have been wearing a little bit as well, thanks to Molly, was I wore the 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 I finally got the Vimiro, uh, the new Vimiro, oh, yeah. and look and look, it's it's a nice shoe. It feels very traditional in geometry. Um, so look, the rocker in the forefoot sort of isn't really there, and I'm so used to the forefoot. If I sit back and run slow on that shoe, it is a, it is actually a really nice feeling shoe. But I I'm just so far removed from a shoe that doesn't have a lot of foam in the forefoot and the rocker, so um, found it quite different to go back to. So been using it on the trails a touch more because the grip on the outside of every Nike shoe is like a waffle grips the ground so well um that's yep. been a really really nice addition so you're, you're in that right. you're in now where you're you're really just craving four foot stack basically yeah mm. yep it is nice four foot stack but sometimes especially running dirt roads with a lot of corrugations and um mm. trails with tree roots uh, and if like mm. when you're trying to get going a bit late and we're talking like two and a half sort of hours to drop mm. some pace just getting rid of four foot stack can feel quite good uh not having to sort of mm. sink through a shoe to toe off if the shoe's not plated or one of the race shoes and that's why i like it because i feel like i can find that point of return a lot quicker through the forefoot uh that's yeah mm. that's my um that's why i like it more than say running in a a nova blast for those runs yeah um, the super blast yeah. i don't know Super Blast has some magic about it where it just feels good at any pace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Well, what have I been what running is- in lately? Uh, I've had some medial shin pain. So uh, I've been in shoes that are a little more posted and I've been using a like a, mm. an orthotic. It's not really like a custom orthotic or anything. It was my friend who's a podiatrist. He, has, he does his own things and it's like a – I'm not sure what the material is. It's like a, there's like two different densities, but uh, I've been using that in my jogging shoes. I found that the best result I get is through quite rocket shoes. That um, means I don't really have to, I, I guess, what's that? Um, use the car as much. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So basically, if, I, if I'm not having to toe off as much, my, my shin feels better. Uh, mm. Even though there is like still impact soreness, mm. I can I can run more easily. So I've been using the Asics Glide Ride, and mm. I put a uh, put the device at the back of the the Glide Ride and and been jogging in that, and um, I'm, it's been all right. I can get through it fine, and it hasn't sort of mm. regressed. But funnily enough, it feels the best in the race shoes. That's where like the shin feels better, and maybe it's just because I'm mm. running faster and. It's all really warmed up. If it's just more of a calf tendon thing, uh, mm. it might just be that I'm running faster on mid-session. I'm not thinking about it as much. Mm. Whereas jogging, I, it's just a bit slower. Maybe I land more on my mm. rear foot uh, and, and I'm in shoes that sort of aren't as um, stiff and rocked. Although the glide ride mm. is the most rocked that I've ever worn. But yeah, that's the shoe I've been wearing. The GT 2000 is a mm. pretty... <laughs> It's a it's a pretty serviceable shoe for what for for the type of um, shoe it is, I guess. And for me, where I like more fun shoes, putting that on has been fine. I haven't felt like um, I'm missing too much. If it's just going out for a jog on the dirt, perhaps if I ran on concrete, I would notice the firmness a little more. But it's mm. in, even in store, the feedback from customers pretty soft feeling shoe, like mm. not firm. It's a good update. Yeah, it, it is, is a good, good update. And it fits well. Yeah. Like, really nice fitting shoe. The, the 2E and the D width for ladies, like the wides, aren't that wide. Mm. We actually carry the women's in a 2E, so an extra wide. 
mm. it fit. It's, it's a nice fit. Mm. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and then I've also been wearing the uh, the Alpha Fly Three, which I'll talk <laughs> more about when we go into our awards. Uh, although, yep. it doesn't really fit our awards this year, so I'm going to talk about it now um, because <laughs> official, officially it doesn't fit our awards. So I've been wearing this bad boy. So mm. the Nike Alpha Fly Next Percent Three. Um, now this this we got a couple of pairs. I got a pair sent from Chris Cook, who is a mm -hmm. um, product designer over in um, Oregon, and also a pair from Molly, our friend at Nike in Australia. So mm -hmm. big thank you to to those mm -hmm. guys for hooking us up because these are some of the hardest shoes ever to get. Um, mm -hmm. Now there's a bit of hype about this. I haven't been an, an alpha like a massive alpha fly fan the last two models. The first version I liked, but I still preferred the Vaporfly over it. And the second version I never wore because of the, the fit just wasn't right for me. Mm. I found them also quite a bit slappy through the forefoot. I was really mm. loud in the shoe in the previous models. But I can say that all my concerns have been addressed with this. Like the the mm. first thing after you slip it on, actually no, you pick it up and you feel it's lighter. So it doesn't feel heavy at all. It's mm. it's the lightest Alpha Fly they've made. I think it's just slightly heavier than the Next Percent One, uh, which is a great result considering like all the extra foam that we see in there, mm. uh, and the the Zoom bags as well, the airbags up front here. So the first thing is the weight; it just feels light. Obviously, it looks different. Mm. So you, like this big rear foot sort of cutout um, mm. looks a bit spaceshipy. It, it looks higher stacks, like, like it does really mm. look thick underneath. And then slip the shoe on, all of a sudden, the, the arch irritation that we used to mm. sort of feel here is gone. So the foot disappears into the shoe. Uh, up front, this, this sort of what they call it, um, vapor weave or something mm. like that. Um, it's probably written on it somewhere. But it, it's a lot more forgiving up front. So this area here, mm. like the foot, like there's more pliable upper. So not as tight uh, through the toe box, soft through the toe cat, which I love. Like that's a big plus for mm. me being pretty soft there. There's no heel issue, slip issue. Like we go in there pretty well and it fits like pretty snug. There's two little pads at the mm. back, not as pronounced as the Vaporfly, but those pads sort of comfort the side of the um, ankle and stop it sort of slipping. There is just the standard lace, which is the, um, like mm. you've seen this in race shoes from Nike before, this little crinkle cut one. There's mm. no eyelet. Probably one thing that I, I would maybe like is a, is a slightly further back eyelet. So you can see the last lace loop mm. sits pretty forward. If we got one back a little further, that would maybe lock the heel slightly better. I would like that. Um, mm. The I, I, I got a size 12, which I am in the, Alpha Fly 2. I'm 11 and a half in the Vape Fly. And you can see why up the, up the toe here, this has mm. absolutely nothing. There's no like reinforcement at all, really. There's yeah. just a tiny bit of detail. Whereas but there's, the a bit more there's, a, there's a bit more volume in the Vape Fly 3 comparatively, like the high top. If you look at side on, um, it's just a little bit shallower, I would have thought. And um, constant, well, actually, it doesn't look like that in that way, does it? But yeah, no. it looks like the house of the. The roof of the shoe of the the Alpha Three felt like a bit lower, but it has felt streamlined. It felt really good. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a brilliant fit. I've, I've got an eleven and a half. I swapped one of my twelves for an eleven and a half that came in store, and I did a mm. I did a long run like a twenty eight k tempo in it, and my toe got beat, and my big toe has suffered mm. some pretty good damage. So I'm going to be going the twelve mm. in the future. So mm -hmm. if you're halfway between, maybe the um, bigger size will be a bit more sustainable for you. Mm. Now, underfoot, when you start running, you can see it's full contact now. So we've gone away mm. from like the segmentation and, and that segmentation caused a lot of slappiness and you really like it, it, it produced a bigger sweet spot, I think, but it was more unforgiving if you weren't hitting that sweet spot. And a lot of people found like it was hard to get across the, the, the zoom, the, the airbags, uh, whereas this mm. shoe, it's this, the first thing I felt was so much smoother. 
So initially, yeah. like you could land at any point in the shoe and you could feel like you got a really nice roll forward. Um, mm. You didn't feel like there was something interrupting your, your foot strike or interrupting the transition from strike to toe off. It, it's more exaggerated rocker. So through the forefoot, this here, this tip point feels stronger, which I really like. Uh, and then the, the, the airbag, you've still got a little bit more foam here, but I reckon they might even snuck some more foam above it. It just feels like a little bit more um, spongy and bouncy under the, the forefoot of the shoe. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's the, the best ratio I've ever put on straight away. Uh, it gives me what the vapor has in terms of smoothness. Um, but mm. with a little bit more foam and cushion and a bit more forgiving. So to me, this is like the, this is so far the best ratio I've ever worn. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot of numbers coming into the country mm. or even online. So if you can get your hands on one, you're doing pretty well. But this will be a soccer shoe, size 12. Mm. So I have, yeah, I, look, it's... I've spoken to you about the version one. I, I never had the version two, but the version one for me, mm. um, was it felt like it changed my gait because it was um, mm. uh, almost like I was overstriding in it. Yeah. Do you think that's less likely in this version three? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, there's no doubt that the uh, for the for the the Alpha One, I, I loved it because it made me have a longer stride and you can feel I spent more time on the ground and that suited me sort of landing a lot more plantar flexed into the ground. Um, this one through here, the the cadence rate's a bit higher. It feels a bit snappier. The transition's a bit cleaner. But the toe-off point still has the pop sensation you don't get from the Vaporfly. And so that's what's the most unique thing. The weight of the shoe felt pretty similar to what the Vaporfly did. But I'm getting so much more like pop return in the forefoot, which is extraordinary. But if I sit back on the shoe and hit toward heel to toe, there's no slappiness, as, as Julian said. It probably does keep the cadence rate up a bit higher. It, unlike Vaporfly 1, as so Alphafly 1, I still need to feel like I need to go long with my stride. Um, whereas this one here, I feel like I don't need to go as long with the stride. So they've hit a real sweet spot. I don't want to talk too much about it because out of all the three of us that probably deserve the shoe, you probably deserve it the most, Tom. Uh, you don't have it at the moment. and uh, But it's the best shoe I put on um, as a racing performance shoe straight out the box. I remember doing like a tempo, um, about 320 pace, and then doing some 400 meter repeats in close to 62, 63 seconds. And it functioned beautifully at both those paces. And it's just an amazing shoe. So, uh, if, I mean, are you wearing it tonight, Julian, for the 10K? I'm, I'm yeah, wearing this. Yeah. So I did 10 by K the other day in paces that I've never, like I haven't run in ages in this shoe. And it didn't feel at, at any point, did it feel sloppy? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't, I, that's, that's insane considering how much mm. shoe there is at the back here. And it just shouldn't work well on a track, but it does. Oh. I'll be very surprised, Tom, if you don't pick it over the Vaporfly 3 or the Vaporfly 1 um, for Osaka. But that's just, I hope you hope you get the opportunity beforehand because I'll be very surprised if you don't pick that. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to get, get some training in it before I choose it as yeah. a issue. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he likes to be a bit different too, Nita. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Makes him feel special. Yeah. All right, Tommy. So, what have you been running in the last couple of months that we don't know about? Uh, probably nothing you don't know about. Um, I've been sticking to, I mean, I haven't probably tried as many shoes as you guys have, um, but I do get given uh, a fair few ASICs models. So I have been really mm. cycling through their range a fair bit. Um, so basically, mostly in the Super Blast and the Nova Blast. Um, Nova mm. Blast 4. And yeah, for me, initially when I got the, the new Nova Blast, I was a bit... Um, uh, unsure whether I'd be liking it because I always liked Nova Blast, like from version one as being mm. like that lightweight, snappy, bouncy, light shoe. Mm. And version four felt, and it is to me now, even after getting quite a few Ks in it, it's not quite in the same category. It's more like, I, it's more of like a, a smooth, long uh, cruiser um, for mm. me, like yeah. slightly more flush instead of bouncy. Um, mm. Yep. Uh, yeah, like so. Even though it is that powerful blast plus foam that, that the Nimbus has, yeah, it doesn't feel as soft and plush as that. It's got a bit more pop to it. Um, but mm. yeah, I guess it's it's evolved. Like it, it's definitely it's different, but no worse than what it has been over over the years from its uh, first iteration. But I've I've been loving mm. it for the just easy 
easy runs where the the legs are a bit beat up, particularly calf and Achilles, like post session days mm. where I want to like a high drop early rocker kind of calf deloader, mm. sort of easier paces. It's worked really well. Um, but yep. then even a couple of long runs um, with you know I know I like to do my long runs a little bit faster. So you know I, I, some K's under four minute K's in them felt, felt mm. great still in the in the Nova Blast. So really versatile shoe. Um, really comfortable out of the box the upper is just super super comfortable upper um not, yeah nothing wrong with it i re- really like the new mm. plus a bit more stable mm. than version three so version three was a little bit like version one in the sense that it was like quite light snappy and nimble um but this one version four just has it's probably more versatile has more guts to it probably can't mm. it doesn't quite as fast but yeah, I think for the purpose that I want it for, um, when I'm using a fast shoe, I'll just use, I'll just pick a different shoe. I'll pick I'll pick and getting to the point, I'll pick like a super blast. If I want to do a long run with yeah, yeah. or I just want to have a little bit more um uh yeah, pace in my run. That's where the super blast it, comes in. It's a good point. Like Julian, do you know if the super blast two comes in with the knitted upper, um, similar to the Nova Blast? Because this this upper and yeah. the Nova Blast four is fantastic. It is a different Sorry. upper. Um, I yep. can't remember. I think it is closer towards the knit, to be honest. Mm. I think it does go towards yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It also it gets heavier, a bit more, it's more, com- more comfortable. Gets more um, out of sole too. I think it keeps the same weight, um, actually, mm. but it gets a little bit more tread on the outer sole, which is good. And I think yeah. it gets rid of these bloody, like, same issue. Oh, yeah. See rocks. the rocks? Yeah. Rocks into the soft. Fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's perfect. Perfect city shoe. Mm. Tom would never step on a rock his whole life. No, I don't know what rocks are. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. Well, yeah. Uh, the other one, the other one is, um, so they're my big boys, but uh, historically, and I still want to touch with uh, the less less shoe. So I'm like not always in <laughs> shoe. Here G2 we go. 2000. G2 2000. Definitely enjoying, I've enjoyed that shoe. So I do think that's like, I haven't enjoyed any other GT2000 from ASICS. Um, so they've turned it into um, more of this geometric stability. So there's no like no posting and no plastic bits. Mm. So it feels smoother. Mm. The foam's slightly softer. Um, to me, it feels like a slightly higher stack Kano light. And I quite like the Kano light, but it, it, did, it didn't feel like it wasn't that plush. So this is just, I feel like it's a slightly mm. more Kano light. Um, stable, yep. but not obtrusive in any way. Um, and then, and then, lastly, the um, one I feel like a, a lighter shoe. I'm still jogging in the uh, the street fly. Are you wearing the um, Nimbus Twenty Six at all, Tommy? <clears throat> uh, yeah, Nimbus Twenty Six a little bit. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I just gravitate more towards the Nova Blast Four since I've had that. Um, yeah. Opposed because I, I feel like it just deloads my calf. I just like the high yeah. pitch of the Nova Blast. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is good, but um, mm-hmm. street fly for like shorter, easy runs, and when I'm doing strides, so I'll do like I'll do some hill, short hill strides a couple of times a week, um, mm-hmm. and I'll jog maybe like six to eight k in those shoes. Do my hill strides, and then do another few k. Works well for that. Yep. Yeah. One thing. One thing I've noticed about your training is that you don't really do like thirty minute doubles or anything, which. Mm. Uh, is probably like where I would use the real big recovery type shoes a bit more. Um, yeah. Cause you go out a bit longer and the shoes like shoes, like the Nimbus and the uh, clips and, and those big ones start to feel a little mm-hmm. clunky after 45 minutes. Yeah. But you don't run under that. You're yeah. always running longer. Yeah. 55 minutes is kind of my shortest run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's commuting. All right, awards mm. time. Now we got the four categories. What we're going to do is we're going to do each category, one person say it, and then we're going to go to the next mm-hmm. category. So don't get too far ahead of yourself. We're going to start. You get one choice. There's no two mm-hmm. choices. There's no split prizes. Run, yeah. Runner up. There's no runner up. There's no runner up. No runner up. And and you can you can mention, hey, I was considering this, but mm. I went for this. But I don't want to hear yep. split prizes, runner ups. All right, start off. 
We're going to go with Tom's on the big screen, so he's going to answer the best race shoe of 2023. I might. Sorry, did you say I'm doing all the categories in a row? No, you're doing one first. Uh, you're doing the one I ask you, and then we're going to each do our each do our winner. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you probably know what I'm going to say. What do you think I'm going to say? Vaporfly three. Vaporfly three. Yeah. Yeah. So I. It's not only my race. <laughs> it's my every session shoe. So I'm using it a lot. Um, so that's like important to note. Like I don't, we can have that whole conversation around like, when do you use race shoes? How much do you use them? But yeah, I'm in my Vaporfly threes like mm. at least twice a, or yeah, twice a week, probably on average. Um, I'm not using spikes as much at the moment with the marathon mileage and that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm just in shorter sessions on a Wednesday in my, my, yeah, my Vaporflies and then on, on a, the longer mm. session on um, and but is it really? Is it really your race shoe of the year when you didn't wear it for your big race of the year? <laughs> well, it, well, it's the shoe that came out um, last year. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, pick a pick a shoe. <laughs> yep, fair enough. The that's the answer. That's my answer too. So I got it here ready, mm. waiting. I've tried a few this year. I tried SC Elite V3, um, Endorphin Pro V3. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had the Cloud Boom Echo. Um, I've probably had a few others. I can't remember. All right, the Rebellion Pro. Last year, the Rebellion Pro was probably the mm -hmm. craziest shoe of the year if you were going to do, like, biggest yeah. innovation. However, this mm -hmm. shoe here I thought was a good update off the, the Vaporfly 2, which I didn't like at all, and it was crazy that I could go into this and actually really enjoy it when there was so mm -hmm. few changes. Um, yeah. But yeah, this was my marathon shoe. I wore this at Sydney. I uh, probably wore it. No, it wasn't out when I did my track 10K, which I probably would have worn it there. Wore it a few races mm. around the traps. I, I really yeah. liked it. I did. It's a shoe you can do every session in. You can do your long tempos in. You can do track work. Yeah. Uh, you can wear it on dirt. You can sort of see that the um, forefoot's got enough traction there. So it's versatile. Yeah. They, they've, just, they've, just, they've just nailed it. The update on that one yeah yeah um, yeah and it's gonna be it's gonna well look um we can't talk about the alpha fly three yet because it's literally just landed so that'll be a talk for next year but um we've been well dominated by the dragonfly on the track i reckon this Ooh. was the best upgrade for a spike uh i found the substance in the forefoot more than the dragonfly Look, I think it's the best spike on the market distance wise um it's definitely not as easy to access as the dragonfly Look, if I had any upgrades through here, maybe the upper could be a little bit more minimalistic. Um, that would be the only thing I would say. But underneath the foot, this is the best spike in the world for 1,500 metres plus. Um, I don't think and, it is yet. Pardon? Oh, think, on 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people are listening to a podcast, not watching. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the on on cloud spike ten thousand is my shoe or upgrade or definitely best shoe of two racing shoe of two thousand and twenty three. So, yeah. uh, just to be slightly different. Well, for reference, we're actually receiving more stock of that this this month. Mm. So, you'll be able to get your hands on some shortly, listeners. At one am, yeah. change from a dragon or in, maybe upgrade from a dragonfly. Well, just a big shout out to uh, Jordan Donnelly for sending me a couple of pairs of these in the uh, the mail because I actually had a pair flogged from the um, the um, the athletics track not long ago, and I was disappointed because I bought them twice, got them flogged, and then so luckily enough got these in the mail and uh, much appreciated because they are a spike that still make me feel a bit younger than I am. <laughs> mm. That's a good that's a good sign. Mm. All right. <laughs> When I was thinking about my racing shoes, I've only the only other ones I've raced in is um oh sorry, used this this last year was um the Saucony Endorphin Elite and the Rebellion mm. Pro. Um yep. and I was thinking I was thinking, when did that when did the Metaspeeds come out? I was like they didn't they haven't even yeah. they didn't release the shoe last year. They didn't. When, they when, didn't when, nah. when is ASICs updating their super shoes? Yeah, we've it's gotta be this it. year. It's this year. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's they're okay. pretty, they're pretty, um, they're pretty tight on this, on the information mm. that on the uh, Metaspeed release. But just consider the fact that it's the Olympics coming up, and mm. and a lot of brands will want to be releasing new product for the Olympics. So, yeah, we're yeah. going to see new, we're going to see new race shoes from Saucony, 
Nike, uh, New Balance, um, Asics. I'm not on. sure. On for sure. We got two mm. two models coming from mm. On that both look really good. Mm. Yeah. Um, Brooks has got Hyperion Elite Four coming out. Um, mm -hmm. Mizuno. That well, they have Rebellion Pro Two that's dropped just dropped as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, who else? Who else makes shoes? <laughs> Humor. Hey, we're talking Humor. about what we're Hum what we're most excited about in 2024 is a segment coming up. Jordan. All right, yeah, let's not get carried away there. All right, so yeah. best jog and shoe, Nita, stay on you. Now, 2023. Yeah, best jog look, and shoe. I, I, yeah, look, the the super blast was far and beyond the the goat of jogging shoes, but we started talking about this in 2022, and I feel like even the podcast had a huge influence of people buying these shoes when they first got released, right? So I'm not going to talk about the Super Blast. That was the 20, end of 2022 for me. So uh, although it, for everyone else, it was 2023. The, the, but I'm going to give Asics another run. I actually think the Nova 4 has been, once again, the best upgrade in that series. Um, like the cruiser feeling of using this for a long run or a shorter run has been the best daily trainer I've enjoyed. I've had it for maybe two and a half months now, I reckon, or maybe two months. I'm not sure how it, when we got it, Tom. But to be honest, um, that and the Super Blast you give me those two shoes and I'd be happy with them too for jogging for the whole year, for sure. Fair. Fair. Tommy, mm. who you got? Oh, I've, um, I've gone back and forth in my mind and my opinion over between, tossing between those two like, over which I guess I'd give like a rating to. I use them for a slightly different purpose for each one. But if I was going to, I've gone, I've, I've went back to Super Blast again. Um, just because um, I was really enjoying the Nova Blast until I got to about um, 500k. Mm -hmm. And this is like pretty durable. And then like two runs later, I'm like, oh, wait a sec. I'm starting to feel that concavity in the forefoot. And so now yeah, yeah. I notice that forefoot concavity because it's just, it's not rebounding anymore. Um, so I'm only, yeah, so like not quite at 600k. I've done way more in the... I've done more in the Super Blast and um, still feels like phenomenal. So I yeah. guess from that perspective, from like the lifespan of the shoe as well, like the Super Blast, even though it's a bit more expensive, like, yeah, it's got to be my number one pick. It's just, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. I did, I did another long run in it last Sunday just to, you know, because I had it for a few weeks and I was like, yeah, this is, it's a lot the, of the fun. The durability is amazing off the Super Blast. Like it, it's not talked about enough. Is it? It's just amazing durability. Yeah. It's this, it's this. I think a lot of it has to do with this bottom layer of foam they've used. So that um, I think it's like the blast, isn't it? Blast, it is the blast. But it's a yeah. lot firmer and it creates stiffness. It gives the shoe a mm. lot of rigidity, and it it it's also adds to its stability down there. And it's such a small little layer that does so much for the shoe. Just, it, I'm going to contrast it because I'm going to give the prize to this one, the Vomero 17, which the Vomero is iconic in the industry. And I've had some of the best shoes of my life being a Vomero, especially when we get around that sort of, like we always talk about it, 11, 12, 13, even 10 was good. But this shoe here, um it sort of brings me back to, to to liking traditional shoes again the double layer of foam it's a bit higher like because zoom x is a bit more compliant and maybe not as stable as the flight foam turbo they've used a higher amount of um, cushion at the back and through the forefoot you can see why you feel like you bottom it out um or you feel close mm. is this there's a lot less of it there and it does yep. feel firm there but I've never, like, I'm running these 35K runs where we pick up a bit of pace and we're running a lot of hills and we're a lot of, a lot of trails. And there's just nothing as versatile as this out there. Mm. Like, this is a shoe I can take in 10 different terrains at five different paces and still feel fine and have a lot of confidence. And the, the fit yeah. is good through the forefoot. It's nice and broad. Uh, it's a soft sort of durable upper. Uh, at the back, I really like the lockdown. Um, Nike mm. just do such a good vamp when when we're sort of like tightening. Everything just really wraps up through the midfoot. That's something that a lot of brands um, don't really do as well as Nike. 
and the cushion at the back. So it's stable through the back of the shoe, the way they've flared it. So yes, it's a neutral shoe, but it's got like a decent amount of platform to land on through the heel and still remain stable. So yeah, the Vimera... you could say a lot. You could say a lot about this about the structure as well. Um, they got released the same the twenty fifth. Is it twenty fifth version of the structure? Yeah, you um, could say it, but it it ain't competing for shoe of the year for me. That's for sure. No, nah, no, nah, it's definitely a bit firmer underfoot. If you're a higher body mass person or a recreational runner, I think that the, the a lot of those attributes of the upper fit, the outsole, the versatility goes into the structure as well. But it's just a hell of a lot firmer. That's probably the big difference. It also has cavity on the lateral side, which to me is crazy for a shoe with like a support shoe for someone that might be bigger because everyone falls into it. The shoe compresses more quickly. Uh, it's, it's, it drives me kind of insane that they wouldn't use a similar sort of lateral shape to the wall as the Vimero in the structure. Uh, and I know the idea is to, to sort of provide... Creative like, errors. Yeah, exactly. It's but it's, yeah. it doesn't work that well. And a lot of mm. people feel the big zoom bag in the forefoot. So feel the ridges of it, feel like they sink too much. Like I don't like that in a shoe. I think we want to feel smooth. Um, the less things that you notice, the, the worse. I would prefer to be more simple. And look, it's not far off. I wear it for work. I wear it casual, like as a work mm. shoe. And I, and I do really like it, mm. but I couldn't see myself running in it and it, loving it. Okay. All right. Yeah, definitely removing the zoom bag in the Vimero was a good thing. Yes, agree, agree. Mm. All right, so this is going to be the, we're going to call it the worst shoe or the <laughs> biggest flop of 2023. And now you guys, you guys love to suck up to brands and reps because you get free <laughs> stuff from them. So this is going to be a really hard question for you. You're going to find some brands that you don't have a relationship with, I bet you. You're not brave enough to go there. No, no, I'll go first then because I'm happy to do it. So, look, I, you guys know what shoes I was going to talk about, but I actually don't even got to mention that shoe that shouldn't even be mentioned on this podcast. So, oh, yes, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yep. But look, the biggest flop for me for the year was the New Balance Bongo 6. Um, I was super disappointed with it. I thought the the concept of trying to make it stable with the plate plus the, the dual density was just too dense it was firm the rocket didn't work because you couldn't get over it and the upper felt very similar to um to the, the 1080 the 1080 i found to be quite a good like jogging shoe for short durations at least fun underfoot but i felt the bongo was an absolute flop in terms of stability uh and it like it was the least enjoyable shoe i put on my foot for the whole entire year even though aesthetically it looked quite nice it just didn't function the way that I think they were designing mm. it to. Mm. That's a fair one from you. I kind of forgot about that mm. because we don't wear shit mm. shoes. And, that, and, and one, <laughs> like, it's hard to give the, the prize when like, there's a lot of shoes that sit on the wall that just don't suit us. So why would we ever go and mm. buy one or wear one? Uh, but when you, yep. like I have a Vongo and I never go for it. I never reach for it because it feels funky. It feels well, look awkward. Yeah, I be, I was given some given some other shoes by a brand that's meant to be up and coming. It's been out for a while. The Vamazi shoes, podiatrists are going to be stocking them. This shoe hardly should get a mention. It doesn't feel like a running shoe. So categorically, worst running shoe of the year. Well, it's, to me, it's not a running shoe. So I'll leave it at that. That's disappointment. But you'll find that, you know, people moving into podiatry uh, clinics trying to sell the shoe but you wouldn't find a runner picking that particular shoe either. So it's doesn't, it's not a disappointing shoe from running industry because it's not really a running shoe in my opinion. So can we just mm. touch on that? How, how, uh, imagine being a runner and you go to a podiatry clinic and mm -hmm. the podiatrist says, Oh, these shoes here, they're great. You need new shoes. Well, I've got some here for you. You would feel almost like slightly, uh, it would be almost like a little bit of a hard sell, wouldn't you feel? Like in a podiatry clinic, trying to, someone to sell shoes if you, to you? When you. If you stock these in your clinic, the main reason would be to sell shoes and make a profit. It's not to help the runner. There are no. so many options out there. This, When putting these shoes on, I felt like I was time warped back to the early 1990s. Um, you know, where there's a performance trainer that had lighter weight upper and a slightly, you know, softer foam and, you know, tuning 
paces to their philosophy is picking a shoe and picking it relative to your pace. You know, heavier shoe, firmer foam equals slower rudder. This has been going on for 20, 30 years and now it's uh, marketed as a concept mm. to sell to people and it's just absolutely madness. It's just rebranded stuff that's been happening for the last 30 years and trying to make a sales point out of it. But the shoe, compared to what we have on the market, like you said, Julie, we don't wear shit shoes. If this was given to me in the 1990s, I would have been like, oh yeah, this feels pretty good. It's given to me in 2023. I can't wear the shoe. It's unbelievable. Like, especially if I wear this one day and then wear that the next day, how do you think I'm going to review that shoe? It's relative to what you're wearing on the market. It's extraordinary. It's, it's the, oh, look, it's so far below disappointing that it's hardly worth mentioning, but like, here we are talking about it. So yeah, so, which is a shame. It's so much attention. As the runner, I'm listening to this and I'm going, imagine getting sold a shoe in a clinic like that, yeah. you, you got nothing to compare it to. You walk out the door, you walk past the store, like my store, yeah. you look in and you see fucking 120 shoes to pick from that all have better foams and better fits and yeah. better rides and feels. Mm. And you think, Jesus, I just got sucking into that fucking buying this piece of shit because it's the only thing. Oh, look, that and you're it's supposed negligent. to trust the it's, practitioner though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's negligent. It's like, it's not, it's not doing the, it's a complete disservice to the person who should be educated in what's available on the market to help them enjoy their running. It's a yeah. disservice. Yeah. Yeah. And that I, I saw that. And then I saw the, I saw the pitch to the podiatrist from the brand and mm. it was basically just talking about how, A, how much money they can make from selling that and also B, how, how much, uh, they more, know more about fitting shoes than than a running store does. Oh, and don't send your referrals elsewhere. Put your customer or your client Absolutely. in this yeah. piece of shit shoe, and you get the money. And you, yeah, yeah, your customer's going to have the worst Look. running experience of their life and hate the shoe, yeah. and then go and have to buy another one anyway. But guess what? You've got a sale from it. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah. that is to the point. Yep. Yeah. Um. Mm. Where are these? Where are these from anyway? What is it? European? Is it European brand? Nah, they're American, I think. So um, designed in America. Not sure where they're produced, but um, actually, to be honest, the, the the Bongo Six is much better than these. <laughs> if there's, a, if there's a, you know, if I'm back on the good books for New Balance, it is well and truly above that. But I was disappointed in New Balance for building the Bongo because New Balance build really good shoes. That's what happens, yeah. So yeah. comparing it to what I know, um, this, yeah, these shoes probably shouldn't get a mention. I'm not sure if they're going to be stocked at Pinnacle Podiatry, but um, oh, they, yeah. Tommy's got a big mortgage to pay off. <laughs> big mortgage. <laughs> yes, they? they will not be here. Uh, mm. All right, I'll go next for worst shoe. Now, this was this is a hard category. Hard category for me because I sell a lot of these shoes in the clinic and uh, I don't want the customers knowing my actual thoughts on the shoes. <laughs> but... Not, <laughs> It's it's not that hard because I think there's a there's a clear standout in shoes that I've put in put on this year and it's the Nike Pegasus 40, and and that shoe. Oh, you stole mine, mate. Far out. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> All right. I can move on from there. I can move on and I can go for the um, the uh, Nike Infinity React Run Flying It Four. Yeah. Mm. That I have high hopes for that shoe. I still want that shoe to be the winner. Um, I still think it can have a place, but it just can't the way mm. they're directing it. They're, they're making it so heavy. They're making it so mm. unstable. The uppers are so loose. They're doing what Adidas kind of did to the Ultra Boost, I feel. In the, they're taking mm. it away from the running market and they're, they're, they're putting it into the, the lifestyle yeah. category. Yeah. I like the Ultra Boost, yeah. No, yeah, no. and yeah, so I, I couldn't even. I, to be honest, I couldn't even in walk in the shoe. The lateral cavity just I fell off it. The the upper was too loose for me, like not strong enough lockdown. The foam it just felt heavy. So yeah, I was I was I was very disappointed in that, and I still hope to see version five turn a corner. Um, mm. Yeah, so there's me, Tommy. Who you, oh you got the oh you're gonna stay with the swoosh. Yeah, yeah. I think I did last year as well. I think I put um, Street Fly under the bus, yet I still use it. But I think that was because it was <laughs> So, sorry, Nike. I mean, I, yeah, obviously I love Nike, but um, 
that that's part of the mm. reason. I always have high hopes for the um the Pegasus. So I grew up running in the Pegasus and loving the Pegasus. So then, when that I don't like, I'm maybe a little bit more harsh on it. Um, but Nita put it well when he described category is which shoe did you put on that you found the least enjoyable this year and that is the shoe that I found least enjoyable that I put on my foot just for the fact that it was so hard it just felt mm. harsh it felt I it literally felt like I was as I was landing like it's almost like I could feel more trauma in my leg each step <laughs> it was just it was, <laughs> I was like, Where is the cushion? there was no cushioning mm. um the combination of lowish stack height compared to I guess what what I've been running in plus you know, zoom air units, which are pretty firm. And then the geometer of their EVA mm -hmm. must be relatively firm in that shoe. So it just, yeah, it just was not enjoyable. I gave it away after one run, um, just because yeah, someone else might enjoy it more than I would. Uh -huh. So, um, if, yeah, I, I also didn't really, um, enjoy the infinity as I haven't with the other models, but it definitely more mm -hmm. enjoyed than the Pegasus. Fair. Um, so yeah. I think, yeah. mm. All right. Fair enough. Let's. I know you got an appointment, Tommy. So I'm going to ask you now. What are you excited about 2024? Footwear wise, not your own career. Footwear wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, what did I what did I write down? I wrote something here. Um. Well. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. I'm, I'm obviously very envious of you guys having the Alpha Fly Three, so that that's one. Mm. But the other one, yeah. the other one is um, the other one is the I, I heard on the grapevine that um, Peg Turbo is making a comeback this year. Mm. Mm. Yes. Confirm, yeah, it is. It'll it'll yeah. it'll be again. Uh, won't drop dates or anything like that, or not too many details. But it it, it the the Peg Turbo goes away from the next nature. And back towards mm. what it was kind of um, designed for, mm. yeah, like very lightweight mileage tap, like slash tempo shoe. I know you weren't a big fan of the um, the original turbo, but Who? I love you. You? No, I loved it. I used to wear that all um, the time. Mm. All the time. Mm. Nah, not me. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those shoes where. There were, some people didn't like it, but vast majority of people loved it just for the fact of its simplicity and the softness. So, it, you know, it could be a similar stack to the, um, the Pegasus, but because mm -hmm. the phone is different, the experience is totally different. So you get this soft you can get out of the, You can get out of the streak fly. You can get out of the streak fly for your jogs then and put the turbo yeah, back on. Exactly. Uh, the streak fly is borderline mm -hmm. super small. Like when I run it, I'm like, yeah, this, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. really low up, you know, foot and ankle more, but... Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I actually I've, I've heard it from people that uh, from Nike, um, the the Peg Turbo. Those that have have, have seen mm. actual samples of it, a pumped up streak fly, like a beefed up streak mm. fly. That's kind of what we're looking there at. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the from the picture I saw floating about, it looks a little bit higher stack than the old Peg Turbo as well. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The, All the right. Thing, I'm surprised by that, Tommy. I thought you were going to pick the Adidas Evo. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, I, I actually had that written down as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I pick one? Yeah, I, man, I want that shoe badly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the other, actually, I was going to chat. I, was, I don't know if, if uh, Jordan would be uh, would, would allow this, but I was. I, yeah. I did catch a run with Jordan Donnelly, who we spoke to from On Product Manager at On. Mm. Um, he was talking about the product coming out um, uh, this year leading into Paris mm. and it does sound bloody good. Like the, the race product yeah. sounds good. And there's a model in there that is kind of like angled towards that sort of Evo one category from mm. Adidas. Sounded pretty good. So that yeah. I'm also, if I'm, yeah, I'll be, I'll very probably be hounding him to see when, when that's coming out and more info about yeah. it. This mm. year. Yeah. That, that, that looks, I've seen a few of the race shoes from on and they mm. are a yeah. real step up from their current, road race shoe real step up mm. two models uh high performance high stack road racing yeah. um i love it it'll be good now nita what are well, you excited for yeah well you've just taken the last one the on range coming out i was mm. 
torn between this you might know more julian but like the new spike range coming out from nike we've seen like you know both kip Yeagon and jacob ingebrigtsen wear like the um either the new air vic twos or the dragonfly elites and things like that i'm excited to see what they look like underfoot or feel like underfoot but um i'm probably going to run longer events this year so i'm looking forward to the on shoe coming out now uh, their performance range and like even even their jogging shoe i've seen stuff of the is it the the cloud monster hyper or the yes. hyper cloud monster so like you're seeing a range of shoes that are meant to be almost equivalent to the super blast mm. and we'll probably see more shoes from more shoe companies focus on that i'm actually looking forward to that so like shoes that more shoes that feel like the super blast is what i'm looking for and that on hyper cloud monster looks good it that looks amazing um, mm. I'd sort of forgotten about that, but I remember we, we looked at this range back in June and mm. I thought, oh, this is super exciting from this brand. And this could be one of the best ranges that I've seen sort of top to bottom. Mm. So, yep, y- yep there's the, the Cloud Monster Hyper. I'm, I'm pumped for that. Mm. Uh, there are some, some very light race shoes coming out around Olympic time. And we may have mentioned the brand that's dropping one of them. Yeah. So, uh, kind of excited about that um i like the idea of of uh, super trainers super trainers to me mm. it makes running fun for everybody you don't have to race to to enjoy the new foams and innovations and there are a lot of shoes coming out that we consider super trainers uh so mm. new updates on existing super trainers um but there's like there's short term 2024 and there's late 2024 and, and short term, mm. we're going to see some stuff in the next few months that is pretty exciting. Yeah. Like the, like yeah. the Monster Hyper, um, mm. like the Super Comp Elite V4, um, like the Saucony Endorphin Pro 4, which looks mm. to be an, an epic update. So yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're race shoes, but they're not super trainers. Um, but yeah, the Super, the super Blast 2, yeah. also very good. There's a Gama mm. 2 from Nike. So an update yeah. to their, 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 their high, well, I like their trail shoe. Like this mm. Gama looks amazing. They're putting Vibram on it. Uh, so it'll be, they'll get rid of the only issue that shoe had, was, which was its grip. There's so much to be excited for. Yeah, yeah. So much. Look, I'd be excited, super excited. I remember at the start, you said you could only talk about one and you just mentioned nine. <laughs> You're so excited. I'm ex- There's no winner here. There's no winner. We are the winner. No. The running community is the winner mm. in 2024. It's always good. The losers of this, the people who watch this in the video and watch Julian without a shirt this whole podcast. Oh. <laughs> the losers, of, the losers of this. I'm looking all right like, at the moment. I'm a bit dehydrated. <laughs> camera every five minutes to get a tech shot in. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know what? Some uh, people... Some people racing against me tonight might sneak a watch at that and they just won't show up anymore. <laughs> this is what, well, best of this luck is what um, testosterone looks like, Tom. You haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> no, it's all knitter. It's all knitter. Yeah, that might be the case though, Julian, but you might get to see what 209 looks like as well when uh, at Osaka, but it might not be you. It might be the man above oh. you. Would you prefer would you prefer two oh nine looking like Tom or two fourteen looking like me? I don't know. I've I've, I've grown accustomed to Tom years actually. So I've missed one. you guys it's a tough for a while. One, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I can joke around, but uh yeah, uh, Tom Tom went through my ten K PB in the first ten K of his marathon the other oh, day. So I right. <laughs> that's uh, so, well, thereabouts. I think, I think I think it was my ten K PB, so okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he smashed my. He's not me too. Yeah, true. What do you reckon? Mm. Do you reckon, um, Julian, you can be my um, my pacer in Osaka. You can be my little gel boy. You can go go maybe go to twenty five k instead of twenty k this year. Well, <laughs> if you want, if you want to run two twenty, I'll pace you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a I'll give you a fun little ride at two twenty pace. But Granted, whatever Julian else, can run for half, he can run for a marathon, right? Yeah, and I, and I can't run sixty-five minutes for a half. So sorry. I reckon, I reckon you boys have boosted up the Osaka Aussie contingent numbers dramatically. Oh, a lot so, of people, a lot so of many people. going. Yeah, that's good. Lot. Have you heard from yeah. the elite field coordinator or anything? No, I emailed again yesterday. I haven't heard back. Nah, 
I reckon they're on holiday. No one's heard anything. Okay. Uh, well, anyone listening to this who's got a pair of uh, size 13 or size 12 and a half alpha fly threes, get them to Tom. So they were sent, apparently they were sent same day as you. So, and they haven't arrived. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a bit yeah. worried. Yeah, oh, it's sad. Mm, All right. Yeah. Boys, All right thank you. you get thank you. All right. Good chat. We'll see you guys next month or maybe later this month. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. See you later.